my name is Eddie C, and welcome to my positive podcast. I'll bring you positive stories of people from all walks of life, because everyone has a story to tell. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to MPP, My Positive Podcast, and I'm your host, Eddie C., and this is episode 27. Well, I know it's been quite a while since I've released an episode, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that I've been quite busy with a few other projects, which include my music and my photography. But nevertheless, I'm back with a new series. I've changed the formula a little bit, so I'm going to only interview one guest, but in this way, we can go a little deeper and longer into conversation. And it will give me the opportunity of releasing episodes on a more frequent base. We're now in the autumn part of the year and uh, the weather is starting to slowly change and getting cooler and starting to get cozy inside, as we say. And one of the subjects that I like to touch on was how uh, the village is. And when I refer to a village, basically I'm talking about uh, the people that you're in contact with on a regular basis, you know, and that that you have the most contact with uh, outside of your family, uh, your friends, your neighbors, people that you run into, maybe at the shops that you go to on a regular basis. And that's what I'm talking about with the village. But we'll go deeper into that as we get into the show. There's one thing that is very important, I think, uh, this time of year is the fact that you know, we need to communicate more with each other. And of course, uh, we'll touch up on social media. And my first guest that I'm going to have on is a guy that was actually on my very first show. So if you're curious, tune in, relax, and stay positive. My name is Eddie C. And you're listening to my positive podcast. All right, my first guest on the new series of MPP is uh, actually one of the first guests that I had on the show. And we go way back from the time that we were kids. Uh, please welcome my next guest, Mr. Keith Foster. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic, man. How are you and how's everyone tuning in and listening? Uh, I guess everybody's doing okay. I'm doing fine, man. It's great to talk to you again. Always and great to talk to you. I remember the whole, the whole podcast started with a conversation with you. Right, isn't that something? So why not do it again? I'm looking forward to the next time round too. That's right. We're back around full circle, as they say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, how are things since the whole COVID uh, period? Because as you know, it's opening up a lot lot more now, and Mm -hmm. um, still has some minor restrictions, but nothing really major. You know, and I stayed on top of my shots and everything. Life has been pretty good, pretty good. You know, all things you know, relative. You know other than, you know, the losses that many of us had to deal with and with family members and friends and the economy and everything. But things are slowly getting back on track here in our, our area. So uh, things are pretty good, man. No complaints here. No complaints. Still being careful, but, you know, still being out, having the opportunity to get back out there again. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. What I was wondering is that when the last time we spoke, of course, we, we had a basic theme that mm-hmm. uh, all my guests did. And now with the new setup, we're basically 
going back in contact with each other right. uh, mm -hmm. and doing a, a revisit, you know, um, as, as my listeners who heard your first, the first uh, podcast with you, you know, they know okay. you're, you're an ex police officer and you have a jazz station together with some uh, friends and right. how is that going? Of course, I've been following the station and I listen to it periodically. Still going well, man. It's still going well. We're still doing our, our objective was to just put out music that maybe people were not hearing on their particular or respective radio stations, you know, just trying to be a little bit different. And uh, that's what's been happening. And it, it, people have been receptive to us. And, and it's just a love. It's nothing we're trying to get rich off of, brother. We just love the music and just putting it out there and, and sharing with the artists because the artists deserve to get their music heard and people deserve to hear. Absolutely. That's our objective. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm always about getting it out there. I mean, I've posted quite a few things myself on the edge uh, on the station yeah. and I uh, always appreciate the love you all throw out there to, to make sure that it gets spread it around, you know, and. But let me, let me interrupt you on something right quick. I want to say something to you as well. Thank you so much for saying you sent so many people our way. Our, our membership on the, on the uh, social media page has grown greatly in our listenership because of people you've been turning on to us. So, man, we appreciate the love of that dude. Oh, well, that's, you know, it's, it, I, I just put out what I'm receiving, man. That's gotcha. all, you know, gotcha. you know that's, gotcha. that's how I go. Speaking of the subject, yeah. I decided with the new show to yeah. take one artist and we're going to basically touch on one main subject uh, and basically get to know a little bit more about what each of my guests are doing now as, okay. as what they did a few years ago, with, with, of course, would be uh, during the COVID period. Right. So, I know in your post, we've spoken a lot about, and I see your, you know, you post your quotes from time to time and your statements, you know, mm -hmm. and being a brother from Gary, you know, we just say how it is, you know, And we're from a generation where it took a village to raise a child. Absolutely. And I know that you still follow those concepts back overseas. And so I want to mm -hmm. ask you basically how are you doing that now in your community? Well, other than, you know, my social media posts and getting those things out there, I um, my biggest objective is is to bridge, continue to bridge the gap between law enforcement and the community. In other words, letting them know that we all we're, we're just a part of them. We're not people coming in dealing with situations, law enforcement, fire, medical, all that needs to be part of the community. And also with, with that, with regards to that. My biggest thing is allowing people in the community to kind of not necessarily police their own neighborhoods, but getting back to that old adage where, right. you know, when we were growing up, brother, everyone knew the neighbors, you know, we interacted with each other. There were parties in the neighborhood, you know, picnics and things of that nature. And I think through the decades, things have changed and people have got a little more reclusive and just, right. and I think some of that has to do with, I mean, be honest with you, social media, because it's so easy to pick up your phone or a laptop and interact with somebody. But that personal connection, I think, is what's gotten us apart. So my thing, what I like to do is uh, see if you can't get the community back to loving on each other, knowing each other. And if that happens, I really believe we can get everything back on track. I really do. Especially with this younger generation. Yeah. Well, I noticed that as well here in Europe. They're basically the kids, the younger generation, they can't go anywhere without a telephone in their hand. And, right. and we've created a society that you can't even go out your door without a telephone because yeah. if you miss a call or 
that can make work for you. And we're so hacked on our electronic devices mm -hmm. that it's become um, almost a necessity yeah, to carry it. Yeah, right. right. And, 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 and I must admit, it's, we need it. Don't get me wrong. because It allows us to have access to information. Like if you need to Google something and you can pull that up and, right. and like you are able to connect via social media from time to time. You know, we can't physically be with each other. We can still connect that way. Absolutely. But you know, I, I think sometimes we, and, and, and I can raise my hand to this too, I have been guilty as well. And oh, me too. Spend so much time there, man. So I, I'm just periodically, man, I pick up now the phone and call someone just out of random. Just say, how you doing, man? I know we, we just talked on Facebook last night, but you know, how are you doing? And my sister, you know, just that's how it's got to be. Right. Okay, that's how it is. I find it very important as well that I have the podcast and of course, I've been sporadic with the shows uh, the last few months, basically because I started gigging again. And you get at one point caught up in all of the right the things that you need to do on a daily basis. And it, it's always kind of good to touch back with people from time to time. That's the one thing I do like about social media as far as touching base with, yeah. you know, back in the States with you all and being able to read a message, be able to call each other from time to time and say, hey, how you doing? Absolutely. And th that's so important. Yeah. And I kind of miss the fact that I guess we can say a lot of the young generation don't know what it is to commute with each other face to face. You know, it's it seems to all be on a very close basis of we've got our telephones. We can talk. Right. And I right. I can imagine if we would have had this pandemic without the, the technology that we had now, it would have been probably a more difficult thing, yeah. especially for the younger people. And I'm not trying to put them down because they're the future. Yeah. And this is what they grew up with. Just like we grew up with different things. This is their network. This is what they're growing up with. So exactly. it's not really... I don't think either one of us are really bashing them for it. It's, we're no. just acknowledging the difference in the generations. That's all. Right. So you got to find a way to keep the communication now. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's very important now. The whole social media system has made our world smaller. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's been wars and famine and diseases actually since we can remember. And before our time. Right. Of course, now yeah. with social media, they're able to magnify that. I think that sometimes creates uh -huh. a fear factor for a lot of people. And so it's very important that right. we have that communication with each other directly. Yeah, take full advantage of it, man. But let, let me run this by you too. We're still on the same topic. I'm not getting off mm -hmm. of it. Let me tell you the plus that I've had uh, with regards to social media and, and Zoom calling and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend of mine uh, named Gail Ortega. Mm -hmm. And uh, he reached out to me via uh, email once uh, like a mass email, basically asking if anybody wants to be interested in joining him in a book club. And I like mm -hmm. reading, so that that was a no-brainer for me. So I got right. on that, and we have this book club where we meet every Wednesday at 7 Eastern time over here. But the great thing about the Zoom and the social media, I'm just, here's what I'm doing with this. Three of the guys out in California, let me take that back, one just moved to Orlando, Florida. Okay. So we're in California now. Uh, one's in Orlando, and two of us are here in Metro Atlanta area. And but we're able to find a book that we like, and we read, and we connect. Man, I'm telling you, my wife makes sure I tune in every Wednesday with that because she says that's like therapy for me. But <laughs> I get a chance. <laughs> we have a little nickname for ourselves. We call ourselves the Book Brothers, <laughs> you know. But All right. this would not have happened, man, if it not been for Zooming. Now, Zooming, because I like I said, it has a lot of advantages. 
I have it as well, being able to communicate, for example, with you, you know, with family back in the States. Yeah. Uh, it's in certain ways, it, it breaks the bridge gap for people mm-hmm. to a certain degree, because yeah. you say a lot of the older generation are not into all the little extra features that you can do with a, a smartphone to be able to communicate. So other than being yeah. able to call with each other, it's for them just a means of yeah checking to see how you're doing to a degree. But on the other hand, I see it also in our daily lifestyles. You know, you go nowadays, you can't talk to someone at all without first typing in on the computer and then answering a whole bunch of questions, you know, before you, and then they ask you to send a mail. And if you make a phone call, you get, you get this, this uh, robot Mm -hmm. saying, please make the following choices, you know, (laughs) Yeah. And before you know it, by the time you get there, then it turns out that the line is busy and there's going to be at least 20 minutes waiting. And in the meantime, you're busy and it creates a lot of frustration right. as well. And and that was the thing. That's the one thing that I think, yeah. uh, which is very aggravating for, let's say, uh, our generation and older to a large degree because of the fact that we were used to going to a bank, mm-hmm. for example, and we stood in line, but you got a chance to talk to someone. Yeah. You created a relationship with that person that she spoke to. Yes. If you wanted, if you needed to, to talk to someone mm-hmm. uh, at a firm or whatever, you were able to communicate personally with these people, which created a, a more of a bond than what we yeah. sometimes have now. And so it's, it's, it's a double-sided coin, the whole social media thing. The heads part of it is the fact that it does make the world smaller and, and yeah, make, make yeah. situations like this possible. The tail side of it is that it also creates a more individualistic society right. as well. Because a lot of people, they put That's their a- earplugs in and they got their music. They don't even hear. They close themselves out from the world. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's also a third factor. There's the mm-hmm. fear factor, which has become a lot bigger. If you look at the news and you see what's happening on there, uh, it it has given, given, I think, a lot of major companies that I won't mention the the chance to manipulate what Mm -hmm. we see on television, how we react. We've created a whole uh, reality uh, lifestyle, in fact. And so people are waiting to see, is this person going to go through to the next round or, and basically there's a reality show from everything from getting married to picking daisies in the garden or whatever, you know, it's, it's amazing. And this is where I sometimes miss that human element of what's real and what's not real. And we we see it in politics. We see, we see it in, in, in the things that we do, you you know, going to a shop to buy something when back in the day, when things were like, crafted very skillfully crafted with their yeah. hands you know and now it's it's all robotic it's all mm-hmm. so it's it's moving fast and i think as right. a society we're moving much too fast and one of the things you see with the climate mm-hmm. change how that's happening yeah mm-hmm. yeah i tell you there, there is a there's a climate change and there's some people are in denial about it but there is global warming as far as i can see you know, it really is. Mm-hmm. It, you touched on something, or it wasn't just talking about um, back to the reality shows real quick. Something popped in my head. Sometimes I wonder how much is real reality and how much of it is constructed reality. In other words, right, if the plot right, isn't going right. where they, they need 
okay, ladies, we need you to have a little cat fight about something so we can keep people entertained. <laughs> so, a lot of times people are drawn to a negativity, man. I'm not, I'm not digging on that as well. Either. That's why I don't tune into those type of shows. It's amazing. And even, I mean, for me, I, of course, I've always been a big fan of the Marvel stuff, you know, as kids, you know, with the, with the comic books and everything. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, the way movies are made now, uh -huh. for example, they, there's so much electronics to make everything look, you know, uh, more realistic. I think the, one of the messages I think you probably try to when I see your village messages, you know, that you post on it Facebook, does. for example, is that um, it's very important that we do not lose ourselves as, as spiritual mm -hmm. minds and as human beings, you know, with that there is, we're still physical and we, we've, we have a virtual world that's slowly caving in on us. So we, we're kind of living as a society in a cocoon, if you, if you ask me, and, and some are living even deeper in there a cocoon because it's in certain ways, a lot of people have become mm -hmm. lazy and, you know, wanting to work. It's amazing that yeah. there's a large unemployment rate, but at the same time, there's a lot of jobs and, Right. People are not going for those jobs that are probably talented for their jobs mm -hmm. because they want to all retire at, at a very early age. Right, right. We see that in restaurants, man. I, went, I go to a restaurant to pick up. Most of the times I'm still getting most of my food to go bring home and take it home. But there have been any number of times when I walked in and the service is so slow because I had a manager tell me one time I've had several people just call off. The work ethic isn't in there. They don't want to come to work. Some don't. And I'm not making that a blanket statement about everyone. It's just that my experience has been here locally that a lot of these restaurants, mm -hmm. the reason the wait time is so long because they can't get staff. People don't want to come in, even though it's okay to come back now. Some have found other things to do. And they just are really interested in wait staff, waiting and restaurants, things of that nature. So, man, uh, how do you personally see us in the next five years, for example? I'm hoping what's going to happen, restaurants, different companies, that they're going to have to evolve and change, too, and, and fit into where the trend is going. And maybe they might have to do some things where they're reaching out to people in particular ways to get generated interest to come and do what they do at their jobs. Or whatever. Because that's what's going to have to happen, because minds are changing. People realizing, okay, I don't necessarily have to go here, but we still have to make an income. That's, that's a generational thing, too, I've seen, too. It's a lot of the younger ones. And I don't want to paint that broad brush again, but I've seen more than a few young 20-somethings. They're just not interested in going to work, man. They're so lackadaisical about it. You know, my, I have three daughters you now. One's my oldest, 39. My middle's 27. My baby girl's 21. And I had the conversations with them, particularly the one that's 27. And she says on her job sometimes, it's hard to retain works. So we got to find a way to bring the interest back to them. How that's going to be is hard for me to say right now. But they're going to have to find some kind of way to connect and do something with their careers for these jobs so that people want to be there. Getting on that subject, it kind of yeah. surprises me as well that it seems like our society is sort of we're getting actually beyond ourselves and we're creating things so quickly that we're not able to keep up with what machinery is doing. So I always, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I like the science fiction movies because there's, there's a lot of truth in there. And yeah. it's almost like, if you look at it, if you look over the, at the history of science fiction yeah. movies, for example, where we've been creating via movies our, our future without realizing it. And that sometimes intrigues me mm -hmm. because I'm always, I see things happening and I'm thinking, well, you know, when we, I remember the time when we were kids and we used to watch the Jetsons, yeah. 
and mm-hmm. and later on the star trek came and you had the first flip phones and now here we are here we are yeah. everything's in the palm of my hand mm-hmm. dick tracy the watches you know so we've created i think via film and our fantasies a world of technology but at the same time it's also digging into our personal fears yeah. i think of how we're kind of depleting yeah. our our resources mm-hmm. oh yeah that 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 is that is true man because um and, and there's controversy about that and by controversy i mean say the um what do you say the wind i saw something on 60 minutes last week i'm talking about the um I forget what they're called now, man. It's the, they generate electricity, bro. The, 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 right. The, you know what I'm talking about? And you have one hand, some people are all for that. And then you have others saying, yeah, but it's taking jobs from other people. So it, it, the contrast, man, it says you got to find a fine line, man. You got to find a fine line. It's becoming more like if, if you're not a part of a, let's say, computer generation, I see that, you know, as an older person now. Yeah. Uh, trying to find something on on the internet, and I'm I'm actually I think for somebody mm-hmm. my age, pretty much on top of a lot of the the the, the newer electronic things, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg, you know. I'll I'm not one of these these you know uh, uh, nerdy types that sit behind the computer and typing the whole day and know know all the scripts, but I do try to be able to find out and and learn more about what's happening with the devices that I'm using. And I think there's a lack of that because it's going so fast Mm -hmm. every year. I mean, it used to be Mm -hmm. the biggest thing used to be back in the day when we grew up was what the newest car was going to be like, which came out like every two or three years, there was a new model. And now it's like, when is the next smartphone? Right, I, they they get so outdated so quickly, man. I'm telling you, you have you think you, you got the bomb for about a year or two, and next thing you know, it's it's outdated almost. You know, we'll yeah. get another, we'll get another one. Eddie, I want to touch on something too, but you mentioned something earlier talking about connections. I, I speaking for myself, man. I, I I won't say I'm an overly religious person, but I I, I grew up in the church, singing choirs, still do. But I see myself now as being more spiritual. And by that, I mean, you can go through uh, church services and you can sing the hymns and this and the other. But if you're not taking that out to the community and loving on people and leaving it there, that's what I mean by spirituality thing with me. So I have my own personal connection with the father I serve and my meditation time and things of that nature. And that's what's getting me. I think this also really has me so tied in with this village mentality now because the more I've gotten deep into that, the more I have a connection with people and I have empathy for people. Not necessarily sympathy, but you can empathize with someone what they're going through. Like, as long as we keep that personal connection, man, I think that's what's causing a lot of us to become distant because we don't have that personal connection with people for whatever reason. And there's no telling it could be the background, something that may have happened in their lives when they're younger or even as an adult. But if you can't connect with the next man or woman next to you, man, it, it makes life hard. Absolutely. Well, personal connection is a very important thing. And I talk to people very easily. So when I'm sitting in the bus, I might get into a conversation with somebody I don't even know mm-hmm. just to find out, well, hey, listen, we're, we're all coming from actually from the same place. If you look at it, you know, we're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially if you break everything down to the tiniest cell, we're all we're all from the same existence, you know, spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally. 
you know, and uh, we have a different physical structure or facial structure or color structure. But at the, at the end of the day, man, we're all the same. Right. And this is the one thing that um, is so important, I think, to bring across to, you know, to the village, whatever village you're part of at that moment. And for me, it's like the global village. This is one of the reasons why I'm mm-hmm. doing this show with a slightly different concept as yeah. in the beginning. Because I I want to talk to my guests about, you know, creating more of this global village uh, initiative. I mean, I, you know, years ago, you actually played some of my music in the global village music album I I made, which was based on music from all around Mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. So and it's it's, it's very important. I I, I think that. uh, Right we all have our own ways of doing it and some do it through music, some through the art, you have your way of doing it through the community. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's such a, a wonderful thing it, that you're able to pass it through to the next person, you know, to the neighbors, to the general, you know, and I think when we decide to communicate yeah. more, we'll decide to make smarter decisions in the world because I mean, let's, let's be realistic uh, to a certain degree. I'm, you know, we've got certain world leaders that I think like, wow, <laughs> you know, how how did they get that position? And a lot of it has or, to do with the fact you. that That's- our choices are or yeah. closing off from making the choices to to create a society that that's going to be a lot more, let's say, communicative and more respectful to each other. You know, it's like the music has gotten louder and and we've closed ourselves off with the, with our earbuds yeah. and that idea of going to a cafe or yeah. being in a social gathering, those things, sure, they exist. But for a large part, you see people go to a festival and it's a great happening, but are they really communicating with each other or are they on, are they on their own self-high? Right, right. If you ever find yourself, man, sometimes people look at you. I, I know I've had it happen. They, they kind of look at me kind of strange because I'm like a lot like my father was. He didn't meet strangers, basically. Mm-hmm. I, like you, I strike up a conversation with a perfect stranger in a heartbeat. And it's so natural for me. And, right. and I have to realize sometimes I just had to be careful about doing that because some people, okay, I don't know this guy. Why is he just striking up a conversation? Because we're in the same room and waiting on the, the doctor and we're in the same loud. <laughs> Get out your phone. Let's talk a little bit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let's say, how would you like to see, let's say, the world in the next five years as well as far as your vision to getting people to communicate more? It starts internally with every individual. By that, I mean, I've had, let me speak for myself. I've had to learn some years ago, but sometimes I just had to get out of my own feelings and get out of my own way mm-hmm. and realize just because I think a certain thing does not necessarily mean someone else is going to agree with me. So I've learned now to listen a lot more than I talk. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Absolutely. Message out and others to receive and have more empathy toward other people. If you if you take the time really to look at another person's situation and, and hear them and feel them and then get it, and then hopefully they'll... Re- Reciprocate and do the same thing for you. So to answer your question is seeing things moving forward the next five years. I'm just hoping we can come together. That's that could be politically, because that's that's a, a big divide right there. That's a whole nother conversation right there. Right. But it's because everyone wants their own thing and they do not want to concede and compromise. There's nothing wrong with compromise as long as you aren't hurting yourself or hurting anyone else. 
So that's, Absolutely. that's how I'm looking at it, brother. That's how I look at it. All right. I'm with you on that all the way. Just before we close, you know, yeah. is that uh, I want to first of all, thank you for coming on the show and being my first guest in a new series. And it's it's always wonderful to talk to you. I mean, if we could actually go deeper into things, which we'll probably do again. I'm sure we're going to have you back again. Oh, man. I wish it's a regular guest, you know. So, you know, you're going to be one of the positive souls in the MLMP for sure, man. (laughs) Reach out to him, man. You know I'm here for you. I'm doing my best. Doing my best. I just want to ask you one last question. Mm -hmm. What would be your advice to people now to change the future? My advice would be, here's this. I'm glad you asked that one because I think I might have an answer. This book club that I mentioned earlier, uh, most of the books we've been reading have to do with our history. Mm-hmm. As per, as for example, the current book we're reading now is called uh, Cast. Um, and it talks about how in Germany, in America mm-hmm. and in India, how the caste system works to keep some people down as opposed to lifting others up, right? So I say that to say this, unless we know where we've been and how we've lived in the past, because a lot of the stuff we're dealing with now, let's just say racism, big bigotry, let's just throw that out there. A lot of that is simply cultural conditioning. And that's something that has happened that people have learned through not just years, but centuries. And that's what they know. So to get out of that is, getting back to what I was saying earlier, get out of your own space, get out of your own feelings, and be receptive enough to hear somebody else's pain and passion and then receive it and see what you can do to help about it. So then moving forward, you've got to know where you come from, man. And that's why this book club I've been in now, these books we've been reading, man, has been phenomenal for me because I've seen how far we've come, which lets me know we can go much further in the future because of what we've been through. And all we got to do is want to do it. You just got to want to do it, man. Just, it's, it's that want to. If you don't want to, it's not going to happen. But if you got a heart and you care about somebody, let somebody know about it. And keep right. it pushing, man. Well, on those words, my brother, I would like to once again thank you for coming on the show and, uh-huh. and expressing your vision of basically how we see social media today yeah. and um, how we want to see it in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you had me, man. And it's so easy to talk with you, brother. It's back to what we talked about, man. That the energy thing I mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's easy when two people kind of connect energy-wise. But that's why I think our conversations flow so well, but we don't have to sit our ham and a hum and we're gonna talk. It just flows, man. It just flows. It's a joy and a blessing to have you on the show, man. You listen, also, you know, being able to talk to you and see how I'm proud of you, brother, man. You've been doing a lot over there and you and uh, you make a lot of things happening. And like I said, it's, it's that's wonderful how the radio station is going and and it's bringing people together. That's another means of bringing. That's a good thing about social media as well. It brings people yeah. closer together. And as long as we learn to be in control of how we yeah. approach it and be ourselves within it and not use it as a tool to hide behind. I think that it would be, we'll, yeah. we'll be able to do uh-huh. a lot more in the future with it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you, man. Right there with you. Hopefully next time we talk, you know, hope we will, I will have some more to expound on about my community thing I'm trying to build because I'm just about there. And uh, that's what we'll talk on next time, man. Next time we get a chance to talk. I'm hoping to have some things in motion by the time we chit chat. 
I'm really, once again, very happy to see you're doing well, man. And, you know, wishing you and your loved ones uh, all the best in the future. And Thank you. let's just keep spreading that positivity worldwide, man, and, and communicating with each other. That's it. Eventually, there'll be more of us and less of them. By them, I mean negative. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. I love, all right, love to you, bro. Much love, man. You take care of yourself, man. Stay safe out there. This is MPP, and I'm Eddie C. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation I had together with Keith. I know I did. Now, once again, I said I'm going to change the concept of the show a bit and get up a little bit more close and personal from my own opinion, my own views. And so we're starting with this particular episode. So let's, let's touch back up on the village. I know growing up as a kid, our neighborhood was like a village. You know, we spoke about it. People would know everything you did, but without getting too much into your personal business. But if you did something wrong, one of our parents would know and the other parents would know as well. So it was sort of a kind of a, I guess you could say a, a check system to make sure that everybody in our neighborhood was okay, especially when it came to the children. That was an important thing. And the elderly also, you know, you checked on them, you went to visit all the people, you listened to what they had to say because you could learn from their experiences. We've seen to lost a lot of that over the years as uh, technology and social media has become more of the platform of our lifestyle and our society. It has, don't get me wrong now, it has some very, very good things and it's, it's made, it makes it possible for, for shows like this to happen. It makes it possible for people to get out there and communicate more and tell what they feel on their mind. That's a good plus side. On the other hand, there's also the other side where you get a lot of, let's say, misconceived ideas. A lot of people just throw anything on their bitch because they think it's funny or they think that it doesn't matter who sees it. And a lot of bad exposure is out there as well as good exposure. I believe that it's up to us as individuals to filter those things out what you always see or what you always hear does not appear to be what it is. And that's why it's very important to get back in contact with people face to face in contact with doing things together in contact with sometimes I won't say social controlling each other, but knowing a little bit about what's happening around you because we all need each other. We all need each other to survive. We need each other to help lead the way. We need each other to teach our youth to give our experiences to others. I find that very important. And I know if I didn't have those people in my life growing up as a child and even later on in my young adult years and even in my later adult years, not being able to communicate with people and learn from what I see and experience with them and from them, I would not be the person I am today. It's very important also to regroup what you do in life when it comes to social media. You can use it as something to be 
a door opener for a lot of things. And I'm like I said, it's been for me in certain ways a big door opener with a lot of things. On the other hand, it could also be something that can work against you. And this is where you need to filter out what you listen to, what you see. And also it's very important to communicate that with people face to face. There's nothing like a face to face conversation because not only do you see their body language and you listen to what they're saying, you're able to reflect off of each other. And like I said, it's also a very good way of solving problems and resolving, finding solutions to resolve other problems in the world. I guess in one way, social media has made the world smaller. It's brought us closer together, but it has also made us very separate as individuals. So let's come out of our shells. Let's come out behind the curtain and let's shine that light together to find a new day and a better time together with each other. So here's my quote. The Village. Unity by openness and the willpower for helping one another. Keeping an eye out for the young and old. Sharing your experiences and teaching others what you have learned. Expectations or demands back in return. Well, that's about it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. But before I go, I'd like to thank my guest, Keith Foster, for coming on and sharing his experiences and his ideas about how he sees a village and social media. And remember, we need to communicate face-to-face sometimes in order to get our point across. Until next time. You can find me on all platforms like Spotify, Android, and Apple. On Facebook, look for My Positive Podcast. And my website is mypositivepodcast.com. You can also contact me via my website or Facebook. A very special thanks to my technical producer, Iswan. This show is a production by Antwerp Podcast Service. My name is Eddie C. And this was MPP, My Positive Podcast. Tune in next time and stay positive.